Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Hey there, I am so excited about this week's episode because it is the beginning of a four part series where my dear friend Carolyn Gardner and I are talking about the best ways to help our teens reintegrate after this year of isolation that we've experienced. So today we're going to be focusing on understanding what social emotional learning is and why it is so important to this reintegration process. And Carolyn is the absolute perfect person for this because she is a 20 year teacher veteran. She's a curriculum specialist and a proud mom. Now, during the pandemic, she became passionate about social emotional learning, and she started researching the topic for her own personal development and to help her family through this challenging time. Now, additionally, she pursued an emotional intelligence coach certificate to help others develop these important skills. So these days, she helps business owners build online courses and learning programs. And in her free time, she loves spending time with her amazing son and her family and friends. Now, Carolyn and I met when I started looking for someone to help with the administrative parts of In the Middle of It. And I have to say, I hit the jackpot when I found her, because not only has she been incredible at helping me generate outlines for the podcast episodes, but she has also been a superstar business and curriculum coach as well. So I will say she has truly helped me figure out how to clarify and simplify a lot of things. And I am just a raving fan of Carolyn Gardner. So again, this is the first of a four part series of discussions that we had about what it's going to look like as we all climb out of our isolation bunkers and get back to doing life together in person again, and specifically how we can help our teens do this too. So I cannot wait for you to meet Carolyn. So let's just jump in. As I talked about in the introduction to this episode, we have spent the last couple of weeks talking about the challenges of isolation and grief for our teens. And today's episode is a little bit different because as we get ready for the upcoming school year, we are facing the challenge of our kids returning after having faced a wide range of challenging experiences. So how are we going to support them through this? What issues might there be as they reintegrate? So as parents and teachers and coaches and spiritual leaders and mentors, what is it going to look like for us to step up? And to talk about that today, I have my good friend, Carolyn Gardner, who I introduced in the beginning, but Carolyn, I just want to welcome you today. And I would love it before we really dive into this, if you would talk to us a little bit about who you are and I've shared with them that you are a social emotional learning expert among many other things. So talk to us a little bit about that and your journey that kind of brought you to this point. Sure. Well, first of all, Amy, thank you for having me. It's an honor. So I have um, 
a background in social emotional learning through my background as an educator. So I was a classroom teacher for 20 years in elementary school. And um, a few years ago, I left the classroom to focus specifically on my business. I have an online business. I'm an entrepreneur and I have a business that's geared mainly for business owners and helping them build their courses, um, online learning programs. That's what I do on the daily, but I also have um, teacher resources that I developed. And one of my passions has always been as an educator and, and as an entrepreneur is social emotional learning. And during COVID, it particularly became concerning to me, not just as an educator, but as a parent. Sure. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a single mom. And um, during isolation for us as a family, I was re I just started researching social emotional learning really in depth. And for about a minute, had um, a podcast just about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's on the back burner at the moment. But um, I think my main passion for it really during that time was for my own family's well-being, but um, realized that it was also very important to all of us as, as families, as educators, as community members, just supporting our children. So I have a young one, but, you know, I would have conversations with my friends who are home with their teenagers or, you know, their young adult children. And it just, it kind of went from there. And I've had some great conversations with every one of those environments, be they, you know, teachers or specialists in the area about how important it is for us to really support our children's well-being during this crisis. And then especially how they get back into this next year, which will look very different for them. Yeah, I think it is. And, and I know you and I have talked about before now, I feel like even for, for me, for adults, it's mm -hmm. a little bit difficult to reintegrate from this mm -hmm. life of isolation and staying home a lot to, to step out again. I'm an extrovert and I'm finding it difficult to be yes. in large groups of people and, and things like that. So yeah. why don't we start with maybe a definition of social emotional learning, because I will say, and I think right. I mentioned this in the introduction, but Carolyn and I met, I feel like it was kind of a divine appointment. Yes. Where I was interviewing people to help me with my podcast and my content and just came across Carolyn and we clicked from our first conversation because I feel like, and I think you would agree what you're doing with maybe more elementary age kids mm -hmm. is very similar to what I feel like I'm trying to do for teens with, right. and, and talking to parents and teachers about that. So I think it's very aligned, which is why I wanted you to come on today. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about what you would consider to be social emotional learning. Sure. And I'll, I'll bring the communities even tighter together and maybe talk about um, emotional intelligence. Oh, too. great. So when I met Amy, we were talking about social emotional learning, which is our, the skills that we would teach our students, um, the emotional skills that we would teach our students and the social skills that we would teach our students. So there's five elements of social emotional learning. It's self-awareness, 
and self-management. That's how you manage yourself. Uh, responsible decision-making. And then the, the social elements of that are social awareness and relationship skills. So that's when you're, when we call it social emotional learning, we talk about it in the context of teaching those skills to students or whatever their age. And um, if you've heard the term emotional intelligence in the business place, it's, this, it's basically the same skills. You don't have to look into the nuances of it. But if you're more familiar with it from a business standpoint, it's the same set of skills. So, you know, research shows that having those skills makes you more successful in life and relationship, whatever. So that's where you'll see them in the, in the sense of the business world. And I work with this with my clients now and in that context too, makes you more, the more you're able to manage yourself, you can be more successful in business. But of course, with our children, we're talking about how they can be you know, better students but this is where they're actually developing those skills as people, right? And just, and learning those skills in partnership with their parents, teaching them to them or their, or their, you know, religious leaders, teaching them to them, their coaches. But one of the problems is, is that, you know, while we're, it's a new requirement of educators, it's not something that we always learned ourselves. Right. And that, as you've been kind of describing that, that's exactly what I've been thinking, because I think there are a lot of mm -hmm. adults who don't have that. So first of all, I'm thrilled that that's something that teachers are looking at and, and mm -hmm. our kids are getting it at a younger age. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm also thinking about all the people that I know who really struggle with this as adults, and it can mm -hmm. really impact your success level, um, as an employee, as a boss, mm -hmm. like all of those mm -hmm. things. I would say even more so than traditional IQ and your, right. your intelligence, because if you don't right. know how to communicate it, which would be more of an emotional and to fall under emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. then you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to reach your full potential. I That's think. right. When you look at it in the larger context, it's actually referred to as EQ. So, right. Um, right. right. Well, and, and then I think too, I, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it may be a little bit newer mindset that those are skills that can be learned versus the personality that you were just born with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they are definitely skills you can develop. <laughs> right. Right. They're definitely skills you can develop. And um, so it's not um, a default to say, you know, this is just how I, how am. I am. Right. Um, it's, we have to look at them as muscles that we could grow in our brains, you know, um, just really taking captive those thoughts that you have and kind of asking yourself, what am I saying to myself? You know, because it all starts with yourself. And I, you know, when I had the podcast, um, it was called SEL first, because that was kind of my, my thought is that we have to kind of address these things first, either in ourselves in order to help our children, or in our success or whatever. So the first place to start, in my opinion, is just within yourself with the self-awareness and self-management skills and self-awareness first, because that's, but it's not always where people are ready to work because we're not always aware of what right. we don't know about ourselves. You don't know what you don't know. This episode is sponsored by the Meaningful Mentor Book Database Subscription. As a former middle school teacher and parent of two, I know it is not easy to forge connection with teens, but I've discovered a simple secret, books. They can be a powerful catalyst for building relationships with your teens. That is where I have you covered, my friend. I've created the Meaningful Mentor Book Database to help you open the door to meaningful conversations. 
Want to know more? Head to theishgirl.com to discover all the details of this one-of-a-kind subscription. Right. It might manifest more for you in your lack of self-management on an issue might be showing you the evidence that (laughs) that there's a thought problem, if that makes sense. So for example, if you're really feeling disorganized and I've felt that way a lot during this time, especially with so many things happening simultaneously in the house, you know, you're a parent, you're working in the house, your children are schooling in the house. Um, So let's just say it's an organizational problem. You can back that up to um, addressing that within your thought processes. Right. And I think that's something that I've talked about here on the, in the middle of a podcast Mm -hmm. quite a bit, like critical inner voices and Mm -hmm. the thought model and changing how you're thinking so that it's benefiting you and working for you instead of against you for sure. And then I just wanted to slip in here really quickly. I am going to include a link to Carolyn's podcast, SEL first. So if you want to catch that in the show notes, that'll be at the ishgirl.com forward slash EP one, two, two. So now that we kind of understand what social emotional learning is, what is maybe a practical way, like as we move out of this whole situation with the pandemic and isolation and things like that, what would be a practical first step maybe for teachers and for parents? Because I know, you know, when we're talking about being self-aware and starting with us, mm-hmm. what would you say is maybe a great practical first step to do that? Yeah. So my favorite suggestion for adult and kids is journal writing. Okay. Cracking me up because, because I seriously, I think in episode 120 did like a five minute rant on why I feel like journaling is just crucial, crucial. Yeah. I mean, it has been for me, particularly throughout the pandemic, like it has mm-hmm. been it, it, a lifesaver for sure. Yeah. And, um, and I think I mentioned this before, like it doesn't have to look like what we think of, you know, maybe like a nine-year-old girl with her locked diary, <laughs> like <laughs> writing things like it can be just a spiral notebook if, if you're mm-hmm. independent paper, but it can also be like any one of the hundreds, I think probably of apps on yeah. your phone or on your tablet or on your computer. Um, it can be, and I think I said this before too, like a Doogie Howser style, you know, where you're just right. in a, a a Google doc or a word document or whatever. So, so, or even speaking it into your voice recorder, right? Like you can, I didn't even think about that, but that's a great one, especially I'm surprised I didn't think about that one with the younger <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's not, you know, the, you choose the vessel where you want to put it. It's mostly what you're trying to accomplish, right? So we're trying to identify emotions, which, you know, adults, we still have difficulty with. So it's that, exercise of learning to stop when you're feeling big feelings is how I would, you know, talk to my seven-year-old about it and just stop and realize I have a feeling. Maybe you can't, I love the idea actually of talking to into your phone because maybe you won't have the opportunity to just write something down at a specific moment and you could talk it into your phone and say, I need to write about this later. And just remember like as a mind jot to say, that's something I really need to spend some time doing, but just the exercise of it. It's not like I, my favorite thing to teach was writing. This is not a writing project, right? You know, this is not a writing assignment because people get locked up. I think when they think about needing to write something, this is just sitting down, creating up. It helps to create a space like Mm -hmm. in your home or somewhere that's kind of your identified space where you're, 
where you spend time journaling mm-hmm. and just getting quiet and just writing what is yeah, really, I would call it a brain dump because it's it not, is. it, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to look pretty. If you're writing it, it doesn't no. have to sound pretty. Mm-hmm. If you're saying it, it doesn't have to make sense. In fact, I would say it could just be, if you start, sometimes the hardest thing is to get started. And yes. I think if you just say, okay, what are five emotions that I felt today? Right. And, and I think it's, it might be beneficial to mention here too, because mm-hmm. I've found this, um, if anger is the first one, I would challenge people to go deeper because yeah. a lot of times anger is yes. secondary emotion Absolutely. And, um, and it's masking other things that, you know, could be any number of things like hurt or disappointment or yes betrayal, whatever, whatever it is, you know, that it might be, but sit with that. If it starts with mm-hmm. anger, sit with that and try to go a little deeper, I would say. So I would say that that particular emotion is what was my vehicle to get into it deeper, just from a personal standpoint, you know, like finding myself much more short tempered during the pandemic. Absolutely. It's a secondary emotion. Absolutely. There's much more going on and and it will help you, you know, we said self-awareness and then self-management It will help you to learn how to manage your anger. Right. Much better when you realize that it's really coming from something else. Often it's from hurt of some sort. Yeah. Or, or frustration, frustration in the sense of here's something I want to do, but something is blocking Mm -hmm. me being able to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. So in a classroom context, that is, I'm wanting to teach this lesson, but I'm being stopped from doing it because of, you know, interruptions in whatever form they Mm -hmm. take, because I can remember being a new teacher and having this low level of irritation that mm-hmm. I later learned was a red flag that, okay, mm-hmm. I need to stop and process what's going on in my head and what I'm actually feeling so that I can make changes. Right. Like, I think one of them, just a personal anecdote is I would find myself really irritated when kids would surround my desk. Like if it was like <laughs> during a work time or whatever, and I would mm-hmm. get really just agitated, I guess is the, is the right word. And yeah. I finally realized like, oh, okay. Like I'm feeling a little claustrophobic and this is, you know, I need to just set boundaries, literally physical boundaries of Mm -hmm. one student at a time, or I'll come to you, you raise your hand, you know, that kind of thing. So, but it took me Mm -hmm. having to stop and sit with that irritated feeling because otherwise with everything else going on, I just would just keep moving forward and moving forward and moving forward without stopping and figuring it out. But that was something you learned, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's an exercise that you can teach yourself to do. And thank you for sharing that. I, it also reminds me that, you know, as we go into this new school year, that's something that teachers can do, you know, like say, you know, let's all just take a break, like to actually show it's going to require modeling. You know, we mm-hmm. need to practice it as, as adults and then say, you know, in our homes or in our classrooms, why don't we just stop for a minute? Yes. I'm going to take out my journal. You can take out yours and let's just take a break. Yes. And that will be more than okay. It would be more than okay regularly, but the school year in the midst of or on the tail end of a pandemic, absolutely appropriate whenever it needs to happen. Absolutely. Okay. Just wow. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for walking us through social emotional learning and what it means exactly and how we can get started on implementing it for ourselves, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but it was a great reminder that I have to adjust my own thinking first in order to help my teens. 
And you know, if you've been around for a while, that I am a journaling junkie. So I am super committed to being consistent about sitting down and doing that frequently because I do know that there is just something about getting everything out of my head and on the page that helps me process and move through challenging things. Okay, friends, thank you so much for hanging out today. I hope you join me again for our next episode and discussion where Carolyn and I dive a little deeper into journaling and how we can encourage and guide our teens in making it a habit as well. Also, just for fun, in the show notes for this episode, I've included a link to one of my very favorite places to get journals. It's where I've gotten all of mine for the past several years, and it is my absolute favorite place because I can personalize them and choose the design and all that kind of fun stuff. And you guys know I'm crazy for school supplies. Okay, from an ish girl who is so glad to be home after more than a week of college visits with my girl. And if you get my weekly emails, I'm going to give you more details and pictures from the trip there. So if you are not signed up for those, I would highly encourage you to do that because I share things there that I don't share anywhere else. So I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. 